Hello and welcome to Big Raps. I'm Narelle Sandos. Great to have you with us. And I'm joined by sporting expert James Regan and News Hub presenter and our resident America's Cup sailing expert Tom McRae. Welcome in, gents. Thank you Hello. very much. I'll take that. <laughs> Let's just get straight into it. America's Cup. The series is evenly poised at one all between Team New Zealand and Luna Rossa. Tom, what have you made of the opening exchanges? I think that uh, it's going to be the most exciting America's Cup final series that we've seen in like decades because generally. Um, maybe apart from San Francisco and what happened there with Oracle's amazing comeback um, against Team New Zealand that we won't dwell on any more than that. But apart from that, they're generally quite one-sided. Um, you know, the last time it was held in Auckland, uh, Luna Rossa, when they raced, they lost 5-0. Um, and I think a lot of people were sort of expecting that that might happen. All the talk was about Team New Zealand having a massive speed advantage. That clearly hasn't happened. Uh, and Jimmy Spittle is definitely well and truly fired up, and uh, I think it's just going to be really, really close. Jimmy, what have you made of the yeah, sailing? I loved it yesterday, especially that second race, because you just want it to go the distance, or you don't want it to be a whitewash at all. And you kind of got a, a feeling that that wouldn't happen because of Luna Rossa and the way they performed in the Prada series and Jimmy Spittle and everything he gives as well. But I think it was maybe Ken Reed said to you, Tom, that these guys have got these boats sailing almost to perfection, as, as good as they can. So that says to me that if it's going to be close, it's just going to take someone to make a mistake or to kind of have the stones to, to do something bold, which is what makes it so exciting, apart from all the all the technical sailing stuff as well. It's the human side of it, which we got a little glimpse of yesterday as well. And it's sort of not even like a big mistake, like foiling, uh, falling off the foils or anything like that. It's tiny little minute things. Like I think... Uh, Peter Burling was only maybe two seconds slow on crossing the line, and that was it. That's the that's race two done and dusted pretty much from there on in. So it's not like big, massive errors. It's tiny little, tiny, minuscule mm. errors of judgment that'll be the winning the difference between winning and losing the whole cup, I think. Well, there's been a lot of talk actually about the starts. It seems to be if you get the start right, you usually win the race. And I'm one of these people, you know, I kind of keep up to date with the stats, but... Like the other day when I saw them cross the line first, I was like, oh, that's that race done. Is that necessarily the case or is it just where they're racing? Yeah, so at the moment, because um, Auckland's under level two, it means that only the race courses furthest away from the shoreline can be used because they don't want big crowds gathering, you know, on North Head or Bastion Point or anything like that. So, but the, the, the issue with those two race courses is that the, the wind isn't as shifty, it's normally really constant. Um, and it just creates so few opportunities for boats to pass. So I don't think on the course E that they were racing on yesterday, I don't think there's been a pass, in, no one's passed anyone in the whole Prada series, I don't think, on that course. Um, hopefully from Saturday, we'll be Auckland will be back to level one and those courses in close to North Head and stuff will be used. And that's where we saw like the best racing, I guess, from a spectator's point of view, with I think there was one race with nine or ten crosses in it between Ineos and Prada a while ago. Um, so hopefully we'll see more of that because you don't, you know, a half hour race, you don't want to watch the first 40 seconds and go, oh, well, I can tune off now because <laughs> we, I already know who's going to yeah. win. And I don't think... That from a like just a layman's point of view as a sporting spectacle is fascinating. I know a lot, a lot of the sailing experts can find a, all the detail within a race to, to get excited about. But um, I think the more changes of leads and the, the more passes, um, the more exciting it's going to be. So hopefully we'll see that when we get back to level one. Yeah, and we had a little bit of that, I think, in race two when 
the lead was quite substantial, but it closed up, and you almost think if there was another couple of legs in that, it might have changed, which kind of gives you a glimmer of hope that you know it's going to be some exciting racing, especially as they get to the finish line. It's just going to heat up and someone will make a mistake yeah. or do something. You want to see come explosion. from behind wins, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that's what you want. Like, Depending on who's winning at the time. <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, it depends who you ask. But you, you want that kind of... Um, edge of your seat stuff yeah. which we didn't really get in the Prada series for one reason or another but that and as you said hopefully we get some fans uh, and some different courses as well because that'll be mm. if all of that falls into place it'll be a magnificent series yeah yeah Tom while we've got you here um prediction wise it's been a tight <laughs> opening day do you expect it to stay this tight like tit for tat or do you see one team pulling away from the other no I don't think so it looks like Friday that wind is going to be right down at the lower end and that's where Luna Rossa and through the um, Challenger series were much stronger than any of the other teams and they've looked phenomenal in those really light breezes. So any speed advantage, real or just perceived, that Team New Zealand may or may not have uh, could just be completely nullified because the wind is going to be so light. I think it's, you know, most of the afternoon is looking, you know, just around the six knots, which you can just get races started. So um, I think that it's almost like you start, you know, there was the r- racing on day one was one thing, you know, 12 to 14 knots. It's almost like a completely different series if, you know, starting from scratch all over again, if it's sort of six or seven knots. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and, and then I think it's going to build on Sunday and Monday, it's going to be at the top end. So it's there's, it's almost broken down into three separate sets of races. So, it, and the teams have to be at the peak of their powers in all three of those um, different sets of conditions to, to win. So it'll be whoever's best in all three will um, will be able to take it. And, you know, the best thing about it is no one no one knows yet. No, that's that's a million dollar saying. I swear to God, if I had a dollar for every time I had heard that phrase, <laughs> I would be rich. Um, but tell you what was cool though, seeing the New Zealand teams get series win over Australia, the Silver Ferns and the Black Caps, and it seems with the netball, Jimmy, that all that fitness work that Dame Nolene totally drills into the side eventually it paid off yeah absolutely and she has once again shown what an asset she is not just to New Zealand Nepal and the Silver Ferns but to sport here as well I think the way they um, went out there in the first game and dominated they lost the second but then came back in those next next couple to to really stick it to them and you could tell that because of that fitness was the main factor the Aussies had just had two weeks in quarantine and were obviously a little bit up against it but they were still a really good Australian team and I don't think you can um, kind of disregard the fact that they're Australians. They don't <laughs> like losing, especially <laughs> yeah. to yeah. New Zealand. It's just not in their DNA. Exactly. And they would do anything to to win, but they, they just couldn't. They didn't have the legs, they didn't have the skill and the silver ferns, the way they played, especially in that second game. Oh, that, sorry, the last game was just phenomenal. The The spirit I think was, was the thing that got them over the line apart from skill and everything. So it was it was phenomenal, yeah. And in terms of the Black Caps, I feel like I have to take back everything that I said about Martin Guptill. You know, he really <laughs> proved us wrong. But how awesome was it to see fans back in the stadium for that final match? Yeah, you could. I, I watched most of that game, and you could really tell there was a difference in intensity with the team. And I think it's mm. interesting. You know, COVID has. Um, I don't, I'm not too sure if you've spoken about this in the past, but you look around the world, like at Liverpool, you know, and the EPL don't have the same advantage that they did last year because they've got no fans there. It's like yeah. the home ground advantage has just been completely nullified when there's empty stadiums. So, um, and I think that's what we saw with the Black Caps in that final game. They obviously realised that 
you know, we've got an opportunity to win the series here and we should have already wrapped it up by now. And, um, you know, the fact that they actually got across the line, I was quite relieved about, to be <laughs> honest. It was a little bit disappointing from a Wellingtonian point of view that more didn't come out. They yeah. made a little yeah. bit of an effort, but a bit of a letdown. Well, probably from a little bit apprehensive, there. though, given the yeah, environment. Maybe, but. Okay, so if you were there, would you have gone? Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. Jimmy, I'm coming to you for this next one. Joseph Parker, he split with his longtime trainer, Kevin Barry. He's now linked up with Irishman Andy Lee, former boxer, cousin of Tyson Fury. Is he the right man to take Joseph Parker to the top? Yeah, it's an interesting one, this one, because we don't know a lot about Andy Lee, apart from what's been reported about his ties to Tyson, which can only, I'd say, be a good thing for Joe, because he's Tyson Fury. Um, But... Apart from anything, Joe is now in the UK. He's got to prepare for this fight against Derek Chisora, which would probably be a start of May. Um, and so the, there's no excuses now for Joe. This will be a real measure of where he's at, trainer change or not. I think um, there were questions after he lost Anthony Joshua whether Kevin Barry is the right man to take him forward, and he stuck with him and got to this position. So now that has changed, it's up to Joe to really make the difference and to to start putting in those performances that are going to get him back to a world title shot. So it, it's up to him. I mean, I don't think the trainer at this stage makes a huge difference because there's also not a lot of time between his next fight. Was was the the realisation, do you think, that Joe had that Kevin Barry was never going to be able to, or the, their relationship, that the, he, he was never going to get him back to, to a world title fight? Yeah, potentially. I think um, personal circumstances played a part as well. Kevin lives in in the States, and I think Joe, having had to come back here for COVID and everything, would maybe like to spend more time here. Um, but also, they've been together for several years, and they've done it all. So they've won a world uh, world title. So I think... It just got to the point where you think, you know what, we need a change for the both of us. Kevin's got other fighters as well. Joe obviously wants to go in a different direction. So, And, and at this stage, why not? What, what have they got to lose? Um, because, yeah, you, you need change and you need, you need new ideas in any sport, but boxing, especially the way it evolves, uh, you've got to have something different. Jimmy, Joseph Parker's almost 30. Is this sort of like his last chance to get to where he wants to be? Um, it's hard to say with the, especially with the heavyweight division. I think, um, he's pretty close. He's only a couple of fights away from maybe having another shot at the titles and he's in good shape. Um, he's in the prime of his years. Uh, I think it's a bit of a shame that COVID's kind of had a bit of an effect on him, especially last year as well. So yeah, the the thing about Joe is the opportunity is there. I mean, his management team and Eddie Hearn have laid it out. So that that's not um, that's not something to be taken lightly. The fact that his roadmap is in front of him, he's got a couple of fights, and if he wants to take it, he can. So it'll be a test of his resolve, his talent as a fighter, and also how much he he wants it as well, because he's he's over there in the UK and he's got everything he needs to succeed. So it, it'll just be whether he wants it enough. So so what you're saying is all on him. Absolutely, yeah, and I, I think as well he'd be the first to tell you that um, because he's a he's an honest guy, mm. and he that's the way he sees it. As you know, it's, it's boxing; it's a brutal sport. You can't just go on the next day and oh, I'll have another fight. If you lose, it's it's a long way back to the top, as he's seen himself. So I think he'll be the first to say, "Yeah, this this is it for me." He was saying it before the junior far fight; he got through that, 
Um, I think everyone kind of gave him a bit of leeway because he'd been out of the ring for a year and that has a huge effect. But now it's like, okay, you've got a couple of months until your next fight against a really good fighter in Derek Chisora. So are you going to take that opportunity or are you going to pass it up and then be left to wonder what might have been? So only time will tell. Yeah, and I guess this almost relates back to the America's Cup. You know, all the different teams, all the different boats have gone through different helmsmen, different skippers, I suppose. There probably does come a time in everyone's professional career or in a team perspective that you do need to make that change and perhaps maybe the grass is greener. Yeah, I guess that's what we saw. And, and normally comes after a loss, right? You keep on winning and you just, you, you've got a winning formula, so why would you change anything? Um, and that can have its own inherent dangers uh, in it. But, um, you know, you look at, say, Team New Zealand, for example, after they lost in 2013. Well, you know, Dean Barker is a perfect example. You know, they offered him a job um, on the, uh, as part of the Shore team, as a bit of a coaching and a bit of a mentor. He didn't obviously see that that was the end of his sailing career um, so he obviously moved into a, onto a different team um, with American Magic this time around so yeah it's it's just really I think um, yeah it comes around when you when you get beaten right like when you get knocked down or you get yep. kicked out or whatever it is that's when that's when I guess all the focus goes on what do I want and how do I get what I want the Warriors, maybe, another example of this. Yeah, <laughs> Coach Nathan Brown at yeah. the helm. You must be pumped for this weekend. The Warriors finally get their season underway. Yeah, and it's been a long time coming, especially after everything that happened last <laughs> year. And and a lot of change as well, um, on and off the field, which is, is good change, That I think. I mean, that's just my opinion. But, um, yeah, excited for it to be back, definitely. And the Warriors um, this year really have kind of the same as Joe Parker. The opportunity is that they've recruited really well. In terms of their off-field stuff, they're a lot more settled this year. They know they're going to be there until at least uh, July. Um, so everything, I guess, the base of what they need to succeed is there. It's just whether it clicks. Uh, and it will take a little bit of time to do so. But they've, they've also just got to win. I mean, the NRL is such a tough competition that if you don't start well, it is incredibly hard to get back to the top as it as with Joseph Parker. Um, I mean, I love the Warriors, but I don't know, you know, the the intricacies of rugby league. Do we just put too much expectation on them that, you know, every year it's, it's, the, it's going to be the Warriors year? But, <laughs> you know, are they just one of those clubs that making the top eight, that's them punching above their weight? Or is that just letting them off lightly? I, I, it's hard... Um, I get what you mean, but also should we just enjoy them for the for the spectacle and the you know a bit of razzle dazzle and you know RTSs last year and just appreciate them for what they are rather than trying to make them out to be like the Roosters or you know the Storm or someone like that the Rabbitohs. Where are they ever going to be a club? You know, along those lines. Yeah, potentially. I think it depends what you want. Mm. You could want that or you could want them to win, which is, I think, <laughs> yeah. what, 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 it's why you I play. think we all want to see them, see them win. Yeah. But, you know. So Nathan Brown, at the end of last year, um, speaking to him, he was saying, like, last year was really good. And, you know, we did the, we did the competition a really big favour by doing what we did. Um, but now it's about saying to the players, well, you didn't make the eight, so do you think that's a success or not? And that to me spoke volumes because it was like mm. he's coming in and he's saying even just making the eight isn't what we're about. And you can see that in the players they've they've recruited, the likes of Anifanua Blake, who is a massive star in the game, but he's also, you speak to people, he's an exceptional trainer. And so the younger kids will look up to that. So it's about building that culture of we want to win. Um, otherwise... 
well, what's, the know, point? what's the point yeah. in playing? Yeah, 100%. And I, I get what you mean because yeah. the Warriors, when they're good, they're, they're exceptional to mm. watch. So you can almost forgive them when they lose. But this year, I think with everything they've got going for them, their rost- the roster, Rogers last year, they're set up in camp um, north of Sydney. So they're not mm. even in like a you know the main city or everything. They've got everything they need to to win. And I think anything outside of that is just a bit of a lame excuse and people at the club say that as well they say we don't want any handouts this year we don't want any favors we're there to win uh, and they've got everything they they need to do that because they've worked hard for it they've worked hard at recruiting uh, and and the culture last year as well I think what Todd Payton did in terms of toughening them up and the core of that group is still there uh, they've added well to that so that says to me they've got everything they need to to be successful well, we've seen with the Wellington Phoenix and the New Zealand Breakers obviously being based in Australia now, it's taken them a few weeks to get going. What can we expect from the Warriors' first hit out on Saturday against the Titans? Yeah, it'll be tough. The The Titans are in kind of the same position as the Warriors. They finished well last year, so everyone expects them to push for the eight. But um, you're right in making parallels to the Phoenix and the Breakers, but the Warriors as well, they, they did all that last year. They kind of almost got yeah. it out of their system. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're set up, their family are over there, where it's not really the case for the other two. Families are over there, they've got their own training base, they're pretty much set up like an Australian club. And then you take out the travel factor across the Tasman as well. So again, that comes back to kind of a no excuses mentality that I think they have to have this year. Uh, and as I said, people at the club say that they don't want... Um, oh, you know, the Warriors, yeah, good effort, guys. That's not what they're about. And, they, <laughs> and the you back, can't be. Yeah. You can't be because yeah. the NRL is such a tough competition. We you just can't... get steamrolled, right, if you go in with that attitude. Absolutely. You know, would the Storm ever say that? Would Craig Bellamy ever say, oh, we True. gave it a good effort? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's about, and that that's, we touched on it before, but that's that Aussie mentality as well, as we're not here to make up the numbers. You know, we're here to bloody win. So you've got to get on with it yeah, and, bloody and win. you have to Love it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't finish the show without talking about Super Rugby Aotearoa Tom out of curiosity who's your team? the Blues interesting oh, yeah, well, so. you're not doing too bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. i tell you what though the Chiefs are we worried? Have they forgotten how to win or is it still early doors? Are we oh, being a bit Personally, harsh? I'm not worried about the Chiefs at <laughs> all. Um, it's just nice, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just nice not to have the Blues down the bottom. Um, well, you're saying that they've got the Crusaders this week, so you, you, know, you write that one off and then, um, then what, they, they've got a bye, I, re, re, I hope so. rest up, put I the hope feet so. up and then yeah. what, come up to Eden Park for, yeah. uh, for the Blues game. <laughs> That you'd, you'd, you'd and then head, that head back great, to Hamilton yeah. with the with their tails between their legs again. I mean, it sounds like a you're right off the season right now. Alrighty <laughs> then. <laughs> well, I guess Mom we can talk. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right. That's the top line. I guess we'll talk more about that season as it continues. But gents, thank you so much for joining me. Enjoy thank the you. sailing this weekend, thank and you, we'll see definitely. you back here same place, same time next week.